You've heard me talk about vital nutrients. They develop BCQ, a powerful herbal and proteolytic formula that supports a healthy inflammatory response. The nutrients in this distinctive formula also support gastrointestinal function and help maintain healthy connective tissue. BCQ combines boswellia and curcumin with quercetin, a potent flavonoid, and bromelain, a proteolytic enzyme for a healthy inflammatory response in joints, sinus, and the digestive tract. For more information and order, go to vitalnutrients.co. That's vitalnutrients.co. Vital Nutrients has been known for nearly 30 years for their clean and innovative formulations, utilizing peer-reviewed research, bioavailable, and bioactive ingredients in therapeutic doses. I take them and use them in my practice. Just go to vitalnutrients.co and check them out. Welcome back to today's Intelligent Medicine Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Ronald Hoffman. It's our weekly Q&A with Layla. That means that Layla Mutin and I are answering your questions. Layla's a nutritionist. I'm an MD. And together, uh, we actually have one complete brain. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. (laughs) It's kind of a 50-50 thing. Right. So... um, before we get to questions, you know, we answered a question about LP little a. There's another uh, alphabet soup thing. It's called CRP. It stands for C-reactive protein. Mm-hmm. And you, there are a couple of ways to test it. One is you can get a regular blood test, CRP, but you can also get something called an HSCRP, which means a highly sensitive or highly specific C-reactive protein, which more pertains to cardiovascular risk. Yeah. And the CRP guy is named uh, Dr. Ridker. Mm-hmm. And I remember Dr. Ridker's been talking about this for you know, 20, 25 years, I invited him to be a speaker at uh, a conference of the American College for Advancement in Medicine when I was program director there, and that was been 20 years ago or more. Mm. Um, and so uh, he has now come up with an interesting study that shows that people who have cardiovascular risk, who are on statins, let me see if I get this right, uh, that... Uh, the trend now is to get cholesterol ultra low. You know, yeah. if it's like your cholesterol is like... LDL under 99. No, LDL under 50 or under 30 even, oh, if you're my. high risk. So your, your total cholesterol might be like 102 and your LDL 30 you know, or something or, or, or you know, even lower. You could have single digit cholesterol. Well, okay. Regardless of the merits of that, what the study is showing is that once you get up to a certain point of cholesterol lowering, mm-hmm. the incremental benefits of cholesterol lowering are not that great. So whether you have the LDL to, I mean, the trend now is to really go, how low can you go? It doesn't stop mortality. Right. Right? That, yeah. That's an important point too. But even if it did, what he's saying is that the benefits start to slow down mm-hmm. unless you fix CRP. Because you can get the cholesterol really low, but if you have a high... CRP, which, inflammation. Which measures inflammation inside your arteries. Yeah. It still doesn't. So what he's proposing is that we address CRP. Now, they're looking for drugs, and this is going to be the next big heart disease drug, is a, dr- a specific drug to lower CRP. Uh, and they're working on it. We've got to believe. Let's see. Curcumin can help bash inflammation. Totally. Fish oil, curcumin. Yeah. All these natural anti-inflammatories. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, even hydroxytriresol from olive mm-hmm. leaf. You know, cocoflavanols. You yes, name all these yes, things. Yes, yes, yes. But also simply losing weight. Mm-hmm. And uh, lowering blood sugar and because blood high sugar. blood sugar can cause Insulin. high therapy. Yeah. 
so, yeah, so lowering insulin. lifestyle, lifestyle, mm-hmm. lifestyle, lifestyle. So that's the point on CRP is, you know, you want a comprehensive uh, uh, cardiovascular evaluation. It should consist of, yeah, cholesterol, HDL, triglycerides. And mm-hmm. you should also get your ApoB checked because ApoB is even a better proxy for cardiovascular risk. Now, that's more, that's, he's the new guy on the block, ApoB. Is it? Or not? Or no? Yeah, Am yeah, I thinking yeah. Of- I think it's, and it's really okay. Okay. important because it is highly associated with the atherogenic type of LDL, the bad, the, oh, okay. the small dense particles. Okay. So, you know, ApoB, we want it under 100. Um, it is responsive to statins. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's also responsive to diet and lifestyle. Right. And you get so, more pattern A with better diet right. and lifestyle. And, you know, you also point. may want to get, you know, your uh, your, your uh, omega-3-6 ratio, because that's yeah. also very associated. You want to check your insulin. You yes. want to check your hemoglobin A1C, uh, CR, still, CRP, will, LPA. When will it become common to check for fasting insulin, not just fasting glucose? That yeah. That would be a good thing. I, I think that that's, we, we do check for that. Mm-hmm. You know, it's one of the ways that we uncover people who have metabolic syndrome. Mm-hmm. So, yes, absolutely. Okay. Um, so, so, CRP and high sensitivity CRP is really more about the coronary arteries. Because regular old CRP can also be impacted by any kind of inflammation. If you body. fell down, if yeah. you had an accident, yeah. if, if you, you worked out, if you overexercise, yes. you have sore muscles. Right. You can get a higher CRP. If you have from a cold, that. even a cold. If you have a cold, yeah. right? An infection, a fever, yeah. CRP will be higher. So I'll ask patients, I say, oh, your CRP is high. Do you remember if you were sick? And some people will say, oh, you know, yeah, 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 uh, yeah, maybe yeah, I should yeah. have had the blood test that it, because I was just coming right. off, of, you know, my, my, my sinuses were all yeah. inflamed. Yeah, 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 okay. Yeah, yeah. So, all right. Okay. Um, before we get to questions, we have a question about alkaline phosphatase. Yes. Let's take a moment and allow one of our sponsors an opportunity to share an important message with you. So here it goes. Listen up. This episode of Intelligent Medicine is brought to you by Propax with NT Factor, a complete vitamin and mineral formula. NT Factor is the only nutritional formula clinically proven to reduce fatigue, whatever the cause, whether it be age, illness, or just being run down. NT Factor repairs damaged cells, restores healthy bacteria in your digestive tract. Clinical trials have shown NT Factor reduces fatigue by almost half and it even reverses some symptoms of aging. I've been taking NT Factor for years and now the 45 day money back guarantee you have nothing to lose. To order, call 800 982 9158. That's 800 982 9158. Or go to ntfactor.com. That's ntfactor.com. Thanks for listening and of course thanks to our sponsors and thank you for supporting them because they help to underwrite this production. So now to our questions. We have a question about alkaline phosphatase. Yes, from Diane. Diane says, my, <clears throat> my numbers have been slowly going up on my blood test. My concern is I'm at 134 and my BUN is 33. I can't get a straight answer out of my doctor, nor has he given me any information of what I can do. My liver numbers are all within normal range. Mm-hmm. Thank you, and I enjoy your shows. Okay, so uh, I don't think it's germane to talk about the kidney numbers. Yeah. BUN is a measurement of kidney function, and a BUN of 33 is a little high, but somebody on a high-protein diet might have more, more luxury BUN. and nitrogen, the byproducts of protein digestion. Mm-hmm. So I'm not sure what to make of that, but... Well, alkaline phosphatase uh, is an uh, enzyme 
which uh, has two isoforms. Uh, one is bone, mm -hmm. and one is liver. And you can actually do uh, alkaline phosphatase isoenzymes. You can order that test, and then it'll differentiate whether it's coming from the bone or whether it's coming from the liver. Now, the fact that the other liver tests are normal suggests that it's not coming from liver, but it might. Mm -hmm. uh, alkaline phosphatase is raised in certain bone disorders. Paget's disease exactly, comes to mind. Exactly. Yeah. Very good. Yeah. Very good. Oh, you know, you're ready for your medical boards. Oh, no, yeah. I have a patient whose who's alkaline phosphatase is always up there, up there forever right. and ever and ever. But what it is, is her normal. Right. Apparently. Exactly. Her doctors have decided this is her normal. This is something that I've learned, is I used to get alarmed years. by it. Yeah. And maybe why the doctor's so blasé is the doctor assumes that it's just an idiosyncratic elevation that some people have. And I have to, yeah. I, I've, I learned early on, you know, decades ago, that there's some people, you know, I've sent them for all these workups, and it just, they just kind of ride high on Alkvass. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, if it goes up, up, up fast, you have to look at the trajectory. You know, is it like something's going on here? But if it's just yeah. consistently high, we kind of leave it alone. Mm -hmm. And it's just their idiosyncratic, um, uh, you know, yeah. high level. You know, I would, I would check for bone. Uh, yeah. I would check to see whether this person has osteoporosis. And we can also do it's something called an NTX test to see if they're losing bone rapidly. Yeah. Uh, does 135 mean they have Paget's disease? No, because Paget's disease, it's in the hundreds. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, I, I, you know, here's another thing, just as a general thing, and it, it's disconcerting to patients when they have something that has an H by it or an L by it on a blood test, and the doctor looks at it and yawns and says, you're fine. And you and you kind of go home and you stare at it, and now everybody <laughs> has their blood test. They get a Yes, they get, they get a What portal. does that mean? What does that it's mean? It's like, oh my God, oh my God. So I'll go to Google, Dr. <laughs> Google, and it's like... Oh, and Google, Dr. Google will say you're dying. No, Dr. Google <laughs> Could I'm be kidding. metastatic cancer. Could be oh, cirrhosis of horrible. the liver. Something you know, horrible. It's yeah. I mean, yeah. you'll see, if you plug in high alkphos, you're going to get those answers. Yeah, and you it's got like Paget's disease. But you we got... doctors, I mean, in our infinite wisdom, or in our, uh, you know, due to uh, the ability of the human mind to sort of contextualize these things, mm -hmm. uh, we just sort of say, in the context of no other pathology, this is not relevant. Yeah. I wonder if something like, you know, these new computer algorithms has the ability to stay cool, calm, and collected about certain things, you know, rather than spitting out a lot of dire possibilities. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Mm. So, so, you know, it, you yeah. have to balance uh, aggressiveness in working things up versus... Right. You know, keep your powder dry when you see things I like would that. make one more suggestion to yeah. Diane. Diane, if you're currently taking any prescription medication, go to drugs.com mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. see, look at the list of side effects. Mm -hmm. Look at, there's a lot of information there. Look at a list of any side effects or, or labs that it may skew if you've been on it for a certain period of time or for longer than the recommended amount of, you know, I'm well, trying let's, to let's just, let's think just of do, an example. Let's just do something. You yeah. know, just, I just did that. Yeah. I didn't go to drugs.com, but I just Googled drugs that raise alkaline phosphatase. Mm -hmm. So certain antibiotics do it. Certain, even antihistamines do it. Oh, wow. Certain, a lot of people are taking antihistamines. Certain cardiovascular drugs, like captopril, a blood pressure medication, 
Wow. Uh, uh, it turns out that actually uh, polycyclic aromatic hydrocarbons can, which is a, like a, a thing that you get from... From grilling. From grilling. Right? Right? Yep. Grilling without marinade. Yep. Marinade kind of help, can kind of help reduce so, all that. So, okay. you know, I'm not saying that that's the case, but, you know, it's sometimes the case that a medication... <laughs> She'd have to be charring a steak every day. Uh, <laughs> anti-epileptic drugs are, oh. uh, like Dilantin, are... Yes. Uh, Notorious for that. But many of the cardiovascular drugs can do it. Mm. Uh, the calcium channel blockers, for example. Um, That's interesting. Diane, if you're taking. Steroids certainly any of can these, do it. Steroids right. can, steroids can cause bone antibiotics. Loss. I don't know anyone that's not taken a round of antibiotics for some whatever, yeah. a sinus infection yeah. or whatever it may be, cellulitis or. Yeah, so. There's <laughs> and there's even an article. <laughs> Here's an article which really is germane to this. It's called Interpreting an Isolated Raised Serum Alkaline Phosphatase Level in an Asymptomatic Patient. And there's a whole article, I'm not going to go through it, but it's like, what do you do when you, you know, it tells the doctors what to do when they see a patient like that. And Does it was written mm -hmm. in 2013. So, you know, this is a common thing we see. Okay. But... They don't tell the doctor to yawn, do they? <laughs> <laughs> But, you know, it, I think there could, there's an argument to doctor could communicate this a little better to patients. Sure. You know. Sure. Because what's the word doctor from? The root of the word doctor is to teach. Do oh, really? Doctore. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Right. Didn't know that. Yeah. Okay. Diane, thank you for your very thoughtful question. All right. We've got one here from Susan. I have a question on natto and natto kinase for spike protein. Yeah. I read it might be an important way to remove the spike protein. I find natto really awful, disgusting. I have to cover it with mustard, yeah. which helps slightly. <laughs> but but will natto kinase work as well, the supplement natto kinase? I just took two shots in January of 2021. Any idea if they're forever in my body? Well, this is, I feel like a time bomb. I know. This is the scary thing. And... Uh, so, there. So the idea behind the vaccine is that they inject messenger RNA into your body, and the messenger RNA sends out a signal to manufacture spike protein. Yeah. And when the spike protein gets made, the spike protein then generates an immune response. Mm -hmm. Okay. So it's a little roundabout way, you know, it's different than the old vaccines where they take some smushed up whatever virus, yeah. the whole virus, and they grow it in eggs, and then they kill it off, and they, they, they attenuate it. They yeah. kill it because yeah. they don't want to put, inject live virus into people. And then they inject all this viral junk into people, and then all these different pieces of the virus then evoke an immune response. Mm -hmm. Old-fashioned virus. The new one is more like precision. It's like... Let's generate the spike protein so we get an immune response. The, the yeah. idea is that the mRNA hangs around for at least a few days, and then it disappears. So there's no more signal that you mm -hmm. you know need to make spike protein because the concern is if you keep making spike protein, your body will be constantly fighting spike protein. Yeah. And oh, by the way, maybe spike protein is not a great thing yeah. to be making in your body. Because it may have, a, even though it's not a live virus, it may have deleterious effects. Well, the people who are the most vociferous opponents of this form of vaccination say that 
this vaccine may violate one of the very basic dictums of molecular biology, which mm -hmm. is that you can go from DNA to RNA, but you can't go from RNA to DNA. Mm. So uh, what that means is you all your cells have DNA, which is a code that codes for all the proteins you make. Yeah. And the DNA then produces messenger RNA, and the messenger RNA in the ribosomes makes all the proteins in your body. Yeah. Okay, fine. But the thought is, you can only go DNA to RNA. You can't mm -hmm. go from RNA back to DNA and incorporate that mRNA into the genome. Yeah. The germ of your nucleus of your cell. Yeah. The problem is, that's not entirely correct. Hmm. There are what are called retroviruses, which ah. exploit the ability to take RNA and put it into DNA. I, I see. And okay. there is some evidence that occasionally that happens. Mm -hmm. That we actually, our DNA is the result of millions of years of evolution with encounters to viruses where our DNA contains codes for the viruses. Yeah. Not that we're virus factories, but that somehow this has modified our DNA. Yeah. So, I don't know what to make of that. Because mm. I've seen the arguments pro and con on that. Mm -hmm. And I think it would be fairly easy to do research, and I hope that there is funding for this research. Maybe they don't want to find out. Because it would be a scandal of historic proportions Oof. if this virus uh, had a way if the mRNA in the shot had a way of inculcating its way into our DNA, uh -huh. and we get, we're, it's like we become GMO people. Right. Okay? Now, I'm not precluding that possibility. I just haven't seen really strong evidence. And it yeah. should be fairly easy to study. Huh. Why aren't we studying that? Why aren't That's we studying to see if people, instead of that five, six-day window where they say the mRNA is going to make spike protein... Are there instances where people who have been vaccinated, and I'm not saying people who've had COVID, because you yeah. have to do it, you have to exclude the people who've had COVID. Yeah. Uh, because it could be argued, oh, well, they have COVID, and maybe they have uh, persistent COVID, mm -hmm. you know, that the virus hasn't been eliminated from their body. So yeah. we have to be people who never had COVID, only vaccinated. And then we would want to see is spike protein being actively made and replicated? beyond that five or six day window that they claim is the limits of the survival of the mRNA in your body. Mm. I think that study is uh, eminently doable. Yeah. But maybe how do we know anymore if you've that you've never had COVID, you'd have to test yourself every no, no, day. No, 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 no. There's, there's, a, way. there's, a, way. there's a way. There's a way. There's a way. There's a way. You, there is this. See, when you get tested, uh, you tested for COVID, so so-called the yes. blood, blood test for COVID. One test is a spike protein. Mm -hmm. Well, you can't tell if the spike protein you got from a, a, the actual illness or the shot because they're yeah. identical. Yeah. But there's another thing which looks for what's called the nuclear antigen, mm. which is the reaction to the virus's uh, capsule, mm -hmm. which is the thing that uh, encloses the spike protein instructions. Yeah. So we can easily differentiate people who've had it. It's just a test that's not done very often, but it's doable. Yeah. Interesting. I mean, some people ask, they say, well, I wonder if I've ever had COVID. 
Hmm. Oh, you want to know? We can do that. Right. We can do that test. So what's what's the deal with the natokinase? Oh, okay. And spike protein. <laughs> Thanks for bringing me back. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So there is evidence from uh -huh. studies that uh, natokinase can degrade mm -hmm. spike protein, but these are mostly uh, what are called preclinical studies, which mean mm -hmm. that they weren't applied to people who've gotten the vaccine or who have COVID, because it would be an advantage if you get COVID to take natokinase in that case, because it would it would attenuate the spike protein, yeah. which causes a lot of the uh, adhesion of the virus to human cells. So I, we, wasn't there a report also on natokinase for long COVID? Maybe beneficial. Well, long COVID because <clears throat> the thought being that people still are propagating spike protein. Ah, okay. Although, and uh, anecdotally, some people will say they get better when they take natokinase. Yeah. But it may be due to other aspects of natokinase's action. It may uh, break up, uh, you know, it's a proteolytic enzyme. It's mm -hmm. a kinase, you know, mm -hmm. like uh, lumbrokinase and, you, yeah. know, uh, you know, those okay. types of things. So, so Susan doesn't have to eat natto, which she can't stand. It's an acquired taste. It's I, an acquired taste, but you could take a capsule. I used to eat it when I was macrobiotic. I, used to, I got yeah? used to it. Okay, so Susan doesn't have to get used to it. Just she can take natokinase, yeah, and Fullscript is having a sale, so... Go for it. <laughs> <laughs> Let me plug oh that. It's my goodness. good segue. Oh, my um, goodness. Yeah. Uh, today only, which is, if you're listening to this on Wednesday the 15th, uh, you can get 10% off and free shipping on my products at dearhoffmanstore.com. They're not my products. They're products from all major professional brands. Yes. But it's my online dispensary. Okay. Susan, thank you for that thoughtful question. We've got one from Stan about vitamin pills. There are 30 minerals and vitamins listed on a vitamin bottle. The capsules are small. The dosage of each component must be small. I wonder if there's enough of each one to do any good. Great question. Isn't it? It's a great question. <laughs> I'll tell you, and you know the answer as well as I yeah. do, so chime in. Yeah. Uh, with certain things, uh, a very tiny amount mm -hmm. can, a little dab will do you. Yeah. you know, so vitamin D can be really compressed into tiny uh, amount, yeah. tiny space. Mm -hmm. uh, the amount of selenium you need is right. very small. The amount of zinc you need is mm -hmm. very small. Mm -hmm. The amount of the B vitamins yes. is very small. But when it comes to things like magnesium and calcium, mm. You can't put much into a multivitamin, or otherwise it'll be like a horse pill. Right. So right, that's right. why we give supplemental magnesium to people, mm -hmm. supplemental calcium sometimes. Mm -hmm. Can we think of some others? I mean, certainly you can't put fish oil into a tablet. No, you can't. Uh, oh. Vitamin C, possibly. Yeah, the, yes. Vitamin, yeah, C vitamin C is can be Because ascorbic yeah. acid can so be. You, you, yeah. yeah. Um, I'm not sure about vitamin A. But typically, vitamin you wouldn't a want to put a lot of vitamin A. Yeah. You, you don't want to use a lot of vitamin A right. in a, in a so, multi. So, and multis tend to be... When I developed a multi, it's no longer available. I called it a foundation formula. The idea yes. being is it was a foundation, but, you know, without a, you know, without a, a structure, you can't have a house. Mm -hmm. So you have a good foundation, and you can build on that with other specific things you might need. So you might need a little more vitamin D, yeah. you might need a little more magnesium, you might need a little more... You know, some immune-supporting things. Right. You, know, uh, you can't put a ton of 
herbal things in there. Like no, no, if that's going to take a up a lot of space. or something, right? Uh, you know, or curcumin. Yeah, that or, would be better taken separately. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, Stan, that's such a thoughtful question. <laughs> yeah, I mean, look at <laughs> this little tight, the little small capsule. Can all this no, stuff fit? I do get this question. Um, yeah. Which is, yeah. your people say, well, you know, that takes so many vitamins. Can't you just put it all in one pill for me? Mm. And the answer is, well, you know, I could, but it would be, like, it'd be the size of You'd a hockey puck. You'd have to be puck. a snake. You'd have to be able right. to swallow something. It'd be the size of a hockey puck, you know. <laughs> right. But here's something that's coming right. down the pike. Uh -huh. As Fullscript has announced, and it's in beta testing now, is that they will, uh, in the future, be offering custom packets for people. People like packets. Oh, nice. So I may be able to design, like, packets. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, they may be very individual, like you know, like uh, you know George's packet, like yes. this, and it will you know he would just get a packet mm -hmm. in kind of a big container, a bucket, and you just have to you know open the cellophane, and all the vitamins will tumble out that yeah. he needs that day. Yeah. The other possibility is we may be able to create packets like uh, a cardiovascular formula or a uh, a blood sugar formula. formula or a blood sugar formula or a bone or health formula. Yeah, yeah, like, which yeah, yeah. we can then. Mm -hmm. uh, but you can't put it all in pill because right, right, right. Yeah, and putting that, it in a packet makes that. it portable well, too. Once That's that, a great idea. Once that happens, because it's it's actually a matter of technology. They yeah. have the machines that can do that. You know, the machines. A lot of it has to do with computers, and a lot mm -hmm. of it has to do with like precision uh, machinery. And that machinery is available. It's just very expensive. They have to program it correctly, mm -hmm. and uh, you know, you have to feed the machine through different bins for the different vitamins. You know. It's kind of like, um, I don't know what, you know, like those those multi-pens, you know, that like different colors or something like yes. that. Yes, you know? yeah. And whatever. Oh, wow. I remember that from high school. <laughs> <laughs> That's a throwback. That reminded me of a Pez dispenser for some reason. Okay. <laughs> the different but colored candies. Only, there's okay. There's only, well, you have to load it with different. True. Different flavors. True. Uh, that dates hey. you. That dates you a little bit there. It does. But, uh, okay. So, okay. That's all the time we have for today. All right. uh, join us again next week for another round of Q&A with Layla. If you didn't hear your question answered today, we will get around to it. Questions at drhoffman.net is the destination for questions. Uh, I'm Dr. Ronald Hoffman, and this is the Intelligent Medicine Podcast. This is Layla Mutin, RD. I see patients regularly along with Dr. Hoffman. If you require a nutrition consult with me but live out of town, there's no need to travel to New York City. I have telephone consultations with clients from all over the country. Please visit drhoffman.com for more information. And to set up an appointment, call 212-779-1744. That's 212-779-1744. I look forward to being a collaborator in your health care.